0: You're listening to Spice Radio, 12.00 AM's The Morning Buzz, and it's that time of year to host holiday parties. So we're speaking to Sharon Bonner, president and CEO at Bright Ideas and Event Agencies on tips for planning a great holiday party. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, and it's not snow to this yet, but it's certainly the the holiday season, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. Like, we don't need snow here. It's like rain is basically our snow. That's what we kind of have to deal with. (laughs) And honestly, Sharon, between you and me, I really don't want to see too much snow because remember what happened last year during on. Ooh, oh, that was my a mess. goodness. So, it was, terrible. It was terrible. terrible. Like, if it snows one centimeter, good for the lower mainland. That's about all that we need, kind of a thing. But I wanted to ask you, Sharon. It's been a while since we last talked. So, how has yeah. that been this last year for the events industry? Are things kind of back at normal levels? Well,
1: um, the last 2022 was fabulous. I felt like we were back to pre uh, 2019. Um, Uh, Levels And we were, you know, doing events, uh, nice themes, lots of attendance. I I felt really uh, optimistic. And then at the beginning of 2023, I started to feel a tightening in the economy. And actually, it's by mid-2023 in the corporate world, a lot of the budgets are being uh, slashed and tightened. And that's really compromising the event because... Food costs are up 30% more over 2019, so we're being asked to do the same with the same amount of money or less now, and it's very difficult.
0: Yeah, tell us a bit about that. Like How challenging it is, especially you know, with the costs being so much more.
1: Oh, it's horrible. Like, for example, let's say you were doing a party in 2019 and you had $1,000. Well, in 2023, that exact same party is 30% more, so $1,300. And you get nothing more, nothing additional. It's just 30% more. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to educate my clients to say, listen, that $75 menu per person is now gone up by 30% and we can't do anything about it. That's just the cost. So as an event advisor and a professional, I have to find creative ways to spend the client's money to get the best bang of the buck for every penny. And and after being in business three decades, I really have some tricks and, and tips up my sleeve about how you can kind of milk every every dollar. But that's what the average person is facing today, and it's horrible, really horrible
0: that's really tough because you're saying in the corporate world you're definitely definitely seeing that sort of a change there but what about just people like socially kind of a thing how are they doing are you seeing there's kind of an uptick there in events
1: well in the the social sector you know for an example anniversary marriages celebration of life these events are occurring and it feels like the uh, budgets are not as impacted as the corporate world I feel like if somebody is getting married and they they want to spend 50,000 on their wedding they're going to spend 50,000 they don't care if the food, the food prices have gone up 30% since 2019 they don't care they're just paying today's prices so we're not seeing that um, as hard hit as the corporate world, and then also uh, the multi-million dollar events, the big festivals, and that sort of thing. That is still occurring, and they aren't being as hard hit. I am hearing some rumblings that their budgets are being trimmed, but I just find the corporate event—that's where the budgets are being slashed because companies are really looking at their bottom line. So it's kind of interesting the different sectors of the event economy. Uh, are having a different um, experience with budgeting
0: and mm-hmm. cost. That's fascinating the way you've explained that. And what are some of the trends that you are seeing in the events industry that maybe you hadn't seen before in all your years that you've been doing this?
1: Yes, I'm seeing lots of um, new experiences that the guests are almost demanding. But the, here's the three things I'd like to talk about, were food experiences, um, healthy drinks and food, and social interaction. So the first one, food experiences, I'm finding that people now are looking for interactive, healthy stations at the event. Build your own Christmas dinner in a martini glass. Things that are grab and go. And um, sustainable, healthy, nutritious is on the forefront of everybody's mind. So if you're not thinking that way, you're going to fail. So you need to think about healthy food options for sure. Um, Mocktail borrows. Mocktail bars are making a big resurgence because a lot of people don't drink alcohol and they find when they go to an event, if all they get to order is like a Diet Coke or orange juice, they're feeling kind of disappointed that they're not having a, a fizzy, bubbly experience. So what we're seeing now is the rise in really fancy non-alcoholic mocktails and, and so people can have a drink and feel like, ooh, it's a, an experience. I'm at a holiday party and I'm having a fancy drink. Albeit no alcohol, but still a fancy drink. And then the last thing is social interaction. And this is very popular. Creating a hashtag for your event, photo booths, um, tweeting it out, putting it on Instagram. I find that that's actually more in demand than it was in 2019 and before because I feel that people have really engaged in social media during the pandemic so I think that a lot of people have found a new community online and I feel when they go to an in-person event they really want to share that experience with their online community so social interaction is is bigger than ever.
0: Mm -hmm. Give people that FOMO especially right when you go on social media tell them hey look at what you missed out on but (laughs) (laughs) what stands out to me that you're talking about and I have heard discussions about this is the rise of mocktail because I'm definitely noticing that when I've gone to events or even people are planning events, like mocktails have become such a huge thing. And do you yeah. find, is there a particular age group where you're seeing it or are you kind of seeing it all across the board?
1: No, I'm I'm actually seeing it probably in the age group from 25 to 45. And, and quite shocking because you would think it's the, the elder, like the, the more mature people that maybe choose not to, to drink. But no, I'm finding that young people are making healthy choices and they want to and they actually demand something interesting and fun in the healthy environment.
0: OK, yeah. And that's something that I, I noticed, too. It is kind of like the younger generation that is really keen yeah. on being healthy. So it's fascinating. OK, but now let's talk about, you know, planning your holiday party. How early should folks start when it comes to, you know, planning a great holiday party?
1: Okay, my experience after 35 years is you start in January. Now, what do you do in January? You think, oh, my goodness, that's 12 months there. You get your venue. You get your venue and you set your budget. Then you can chill for two or three months. But you you need to select your venue, your date, and and define your budget parameters. Then the rest of it is is pretty relaxed and easy. You get your caterers, you get your major uh, vendors, be it decorators, um, you know, escape rooms, gambling stations, whatever the theme is, but I tell you, if you can get your venue and your budget established by the end of February at the latest, you're in good shape.
0: Mm. And what do you find are some common mistakes that people tend to make when it comes to event planning?
1: Well, the holiday holiday season, they're actually forgetting about uh, diversity and inclusiveness, and that's really important in today's environment. Not everybody celebrates Christmas. Not everybody likes Christmas trees. So I'm finding that a lot of, um, in the corporate world, because that's where I, where I mainly do business, is I find a lot of the holiday parties do not have a Christmas theme. They have a great Gatsby theme, um, New New York theme, a theme that's not related to Christmas. It's still sparkly and fun and it still has that holiday cheer feeling. But I find that uh, people are very mindful that, that everybody in the room might not be a Christian. So I think that's good to think about, even if it's a social event, just
0: be very mindful of what you're doing. Exactly. And Sharon, before I let you go, any final tips, especially if you know you like families and friends that are even planning just a small little holiday party, what are some tips that you'd offer?
1: Okay, my my tip for uh, holiday and like family events is... Make an agenda, and you don't have to share it with your guests, but make an agenda. And what I mean by that is, how, how long is the event going to be? What are you going to do in those four hours? And have some act, uh, activities and surprises that come out. It could be a tray of sparkling um, cupcakes. It could be a charades game. It could be something. But I find that what people do is they just invite people over, and they expect the people to entertain themselves. And I'm not a big fan of that, but I don't like to micromanage the uh, agenda. I like to just contribute and and guide it along and have a surprise entertainer or have something that's interesting that the guests weren't expecting. One time I invited a a magician to pop in at my Christmas party for my family and I. And all of a sudden there was a knock on the door and this magician was fully dressed and he came in and he entertained the, the children. And he actually pulled a live rabbit out of his hat and it was just a Christmas we'll never forget.
0: <laughs> That's Yeah, it's being thoughtful, right? Because I will say that is my biggest criticism too is that I've gone to holiday parties and there's that expectation, okay, everybody just kind of stand around and chat sort yeah. of thing, but it's nice to do something a little bit different. And are you finding, um, Sharon, that there are uh, families are doing particular activities, kind of every Christmas or every holiday party.
1: Um. Well, I'm actually shocked to hear how many people are now including Zoom in their in-person holiday parties. And that was never done before 2019. So for an example, if I had 20 family members come to my uh, home for a dinner and a celebration, we would set up a, a Zoom link for all of our family that were remote and couldn't make it or some that live in another country and were never going to make it. And I think that's a great addition now. We're actually bringing our families together. And it's not all night, it's usually just a half an hour Zoom. Um, But I think that's a great addition and something that I've seen that's been a positive outcome from the pandemic, definitely. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, Sharon, always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. All right. Call me anytime. I love speaking with you. Thank you so much. Happy holidays.
1: Happy holidays to you, too. Take care.